Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Episode 49 of Nothing to Say, the fans podcast. Here we go. Welcome back. Thank you all so much for tuning in over the past couple of weeks. We've had um, a, well, I don't know what the uh, what the right word is, but we've had an increase in uh, listens over the past couple of weeks, and it's been absolutely uh, fantastic. But before we get started, uh, before we get to anything, happy Mother's Day to everybody and all the mothers who happen to be listening to the show, which is probably uh, our only two listeners, which is probably Sam's mom and my mom, even though my mom stopped listening about a month ago. Uh, yeah, my mom doesn't listen. <laughs> yeah, okay, well then, never mind. Sorry, moms. Um, so uh, we've uh, we've got a guest on the show today. Uh, some of you guys have heard Ben Welker is joining us. Ben, how's it going? You know, it's going great. I'm glad to be here again, boys. I know. I'm glad to have you back. Um, Sam, Sam, how was your week? Uh, it was awesome, man. I mean, I saw you for most of the week, so you know pretty much how my week went. So I know, but our audience doesn't. Uh, you know, I played a lot of golf, uh, saw the saw a bunch of family. The same old, same old. The pr- pretty much living the dream out here. Right. Can you describe uh, this week's golf perform your golf performance this week in both uh, rounds? Uh, let's see. We played Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. Sorry. And um, two pretty hard courses. I think they're definitely above average courses in the area. And I have the Tuesday... list right here for how hard huh? they are. Oh, there you go. Really? Yeah, Whitney Oaks. We played Thursday. Uh, that is the sixth ranked uh, hardest course in the area. Oh my gosh! Sorry. Holy. Sorry about that. Oh my. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I'm trying to do some research right now, and I got to go. Uh, video to pop Yo, can up. you get your ad blocker on bro? i know I, and then auburn valley which we played tuesday is the 12th hardest in the area so pretty above average difficult uh, courses what are they yeah. classifying as the area like sacramento county yeah or... just the i mean it doesn't Even necessarily though... say like it's, i think it's just from like napa to like tahoe so like placer county sacramento county um what's just, the hardest the hardest is the ridge up in auburn we have to play there. That's oh. crazy because it's like my dad's favorite course. The Ridge is brutal. It's These are all from like the pro tees. So like the is, tips. Is Apple Mountain on there at all? Apple Mountain is not listed. Oh, Probably didn't make the uh, whatever area it's too they hard. were covering. Yeah. Yeah. You have to finish a, a round there to qualify. True. And no <laughs> Nobody's ever done it. <laughs> Um, ben, so you were golfing with us as well. Can you describe your two rounds of golf? Uh, they were rusty. That's for damn sure. Um, rusty. Yeah. Uh, I mean, since having uh, the season cut short, um, you know, due to the virus, uh, I haven't been playing much or practicing much at all. Um, obviously, all the courses are starting to open up in the area, so getting back is good. But definitely uh, had to figure out some things quickly out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It's just nice to get out there and play again, which is always a joy, especially with you two, um, idiots. So that's fun. (laughs) So speaking of that, these two idiots made a bet, um, with our collegiate, uh, golfer friend over here. Mm -hmm. We, uh, we, in the round on Tuesday at Auburn Valley, we, the rules were, it was match play. Sam and I were on a team and Sam and I, uh, were, we were we did a scramble right sam and i did a scramble Mm -hmm. yep and then ben um was just by himself so it was him it was him versus us two and the bet was is that 
if we beat him, then we all three would come on the show and Sam and I would just talk a ton of shit about the game um, or about the match. I'm sorry. And then vice versa. If Ben won, he would, uh, he would do the same thing and we tied. So yeah, um, <laughs> not, not a all loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Ben, give us a breakdown. Were you expecting Sam and I to put up as good of a fight as we did? Um, I mean, I expected you guys to play well considering it was a scramble. So I figured you guys at least had a pretty decent opportunity on every shot that one yeah. of you would get lucky. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but um I mean it was tough because I started I think like double double bogey double and I was like four down after four holes and I was like what the hell? <laughs> so then it was at that point just fighting back and then I think like after I made like I, I won my first hole and then we go to the next one which was like a pretty long par four. Um and Jason and I hit I think pretty good irons, uh, but Jason was like 50 feet out and just drained a birdie putt. And I was like, <laughs> I have no chance today. <laughs> like I just have zero <laughs> chance. Like he just walked up, whacked it and it just found the cup. And I was like, all right, well, <laughs> you know, I just got to fight. I don't know. But it was, well, it was, it was funny. Cause I looked at Sam after the first like three or four holds. And for those of you who don't know, what match play is we weren't doing strokes it was basically if sam and i together shot a five and ben even if ben ended up shooting like a 700 we wouldn't be you know so many strokes ahead of him we just we won the hole um so we we were up three after the first screen i kind of looked at sam i was like dude we don't have to beat him the rest of the way (laughs) like (laughs) we're up three like yeah let's just play him even the rest of the time and I, honestly, Sam and I, I think looking at the scorecard, we shot like what, like forty-one on the front and then forty-two on the back, so we stayed the same. Mm-hmm. It was you who absolutely exploded on the back nine. Yeah, I had a terrible front nine. I think I was like nine or ten over on the front, and then I was one over on the back, and I had to make a birdie on the last to tie it. So I was, I don't know. It it was two nines, and it was fun, and I'm glad we got to do it, and I look forward to uh, practicing some more and then actually beating you guys. Um, so, <laughs> hopefully you guys are ready for that. <laughs> Sam, what do you have to say to all the haters who gave us absolutely no chance? Which was everybody. Well, well I don't think there's any haters if no one knew that this thing was happening. No, so. no. We told, we told a few people. Um, I... I thought we would have had. I going into it, I was pretty skeptical because it it originally was Ben was gonna have like five clubs to use to give us like somewhat of a fair fight, but then it just turned out that we came to play that. Can time. I just talk yeah, a, I a little bit about some uh, controversy on the seventeenth? Though I just want to, I just oh, want to bring that God. up a little bit. <laughs> I I just want to mention that we had a uh, putt, you know didn't go in the hole but we counted it as in the hole um i don't know if sam wants to explain his uh his par putt on the 17th well there 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 needs to be a little bit of backstory to give mm-hmm. people context because if you're not playing if you don't play golf or you haven't been out on the golf course since the since the virus has been um and when ben says the putt doesn't go in but we counted it the reason why we did that was because you can't actually touch the flagpole right now um you you're not allowed to take it out it's just it's sitting there and they've done something in the cup where the ball doesn't go all the way yeah it doesn't go all the way yeah it doesn't go all the way down 
So you don't have to make contact with uh, anybody else's golf balls or anything. So if you – well, Sam can explain what the putt did because there's a reason why we did what we did. Well, so in in our best ball scramble, Jason took the first first um, attempt of the putt, and his went way long, um, but it took kind of the same line. So I took – I did the same line but took a little off, and mine goes in and hits the pin. And then – ricochets off probably like three or four yards away and Ben's and uh, well first off Jason's like oh that's good and then my mom's like oh that's good and Ben's sitting there no you got to finish that yeah and we were like um well I mean it hit the it it hit the center of the the cup that means it would it would have gone in and Ben's theory was it was going too fast that it would have probably hit the back of the cup and go gone out or uh, gone over and gone past something like that. I don't know what your logic was, but it was going in the heart of the I, cup. My lo- yeah. And um, yeah. no, no, no. no let me go ahead. Ahead. You said it and, uh, for me. So, so then, even through that, me and Jason looked at Ben and we were like, "Okay, well, we can do um, a putt off from where his putt was, where Ben's ball was." But no, Ben just picked his ball up and went to the next hole. So we were like, "Okay, he gave us that hole." And then he had a pissy fit the whole 18th hole. And he's not talking to anyone. He's just, oh, mur, 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 mur. That, that, that fucking doesn't count. And then he hits his second shot. And he's like, wait, so if that hits the, the pin, does that mean I get a, uh, a, a double eagle? Like, I mean. Well, well that, hit the, that hit the pin. And we're like, dude, you're taking this. We gave you an out. We- yeah, but, like, all I'm saying is that, and you said it the way I said it, is that the – whether or not the the cup was flipped or not, whether or not you had the flag stick in or out on that putt, it just wasn't going in the hole. And then you guys would have been mad when I made my putt because then it would be like, well, we should have won that hole. Instead, we tied it sort of a thing. So I just figured, you know what, I'll just pick it up, and I guess I'll just have to go play for the tie on 18. But then you were mad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> rather, you know, I was like, fine, you know, I'd rather – I don't know. I was like, I'll just play for it on 18. At least I have a chance to tie it. I don't think they have a chance to tie it on 18. So, Yeah, and the unsung thing about that is that that hole put us up by one. So Ben was going into the 18th down. So he had to he, – he elected to go one down heading into 18. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to do this thing again, I think Ben has a distinct advantage because I don't think me and Jason are going to putt like we did – Whoa, there's no we on that. That was you. (laughs) You hit like at least 70% of our putts. We were making 10-footers and 15-footers for like to save par, to have the whole thing. Yeah, it was kind of... Well, it was funny (laughs) because... Exactly. Ben was missing (laughs) 5-footers. I was. Exactly what I thought was going to happen, happened though. I figured... I figured I was going to – we were probably going to take my drive normally. We were probably going to take my second shot normally. Then more often than not, we were going to take your third and fourth shot um, because your short game is better than I mine. And it, that kind of is what ended up happening. Um, Sam probably hit no, – well, I don't think it's probably. He hit more than half of our putts. There were a few that I didn't even have to – I didn't even have to putt because he, w- he was on one that day. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the only cool putt that I had was the one that Ben said that fifty foot one that was like off the green, um, but that was that was luck. So, and we're not even going to talk about the hole where uh, I hit one on the green um, after I like chunked one, 
And then we took that ball off to go to Jason's ball, and we both hit it into the pond. <laughs> after. We're not even going to talk about that hole. <laughs> oh my yeah we we did we did have a few uh, poor execution um, with our scramble <laughs> decisions, but I thought we met a good scramble team. Yeah, you guys did. It was fun. It was fun to play against you guys. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll definitely have to do that again. Uh, maybe. And I think we all we all played better. Well, maybe not Ben played better, but I think. Um, me and Jason played better at Whitney Oaks than we did. Ooh, I'm not sure. My drives were not as good by any stretch. Okay, I pl- I played better at Whitney Oaks than yeah. I think you, yeah, by far played probably at least in terms of like relative. I think you probably played the best at Whitney Oaks. Yeah. Um, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa! I thought, yeah. What relative? Yeah. Relative, relative to where everybody's at. Don't ask the marshal. Oh, first my tee. God. Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're at the first tee, and Sam absolutely moonshots uh, a drive, but it goes about 600 that's not, yards like right. That's, like, probably the exact number, too. Like, it went the farthest yeah. right I've ever seen a golf ball go. <laughs> he, he absolutely crushed it, but just way to the right, and the marshal is standing behind us, and he's like, oh, damn. <laughs> what did he say? We said – I don't, I don't even... remember what he said, but he was worried about hitting you hitting a house that was like across the street. Like it was so far away. It was yeah. so funny. Uh, and then I hit my second one and it goes right. I think, but not nearly. About 300 yards, I've never right. heard him. I've never heard a Marshall swear. And I, I think he was literally like, oh, shit. <laughs> as he was heading to a house. Yeah, that was oh, funny. Oh, that was good. That was good. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to do that again and then give you guys more updates. Because it was a fun uh, it was a fun two rounds mm-hmm. of golf. Um, we'll probably end up going to Diamond Oaks or Morgan Creek next, I would imagine. Or even Timber. We got to go back to Timber, too. Props, too. Um, all right. So, in the sports world um, – there was some sports back last night. Uh, UFC 249 uh, took place, and uh, none of us watched it, so we really can't give you <laughs> a ton of information on that. I can, however, um, tell you who was fighting and who won. Um, did any of you guys see the highlights of these fights? Because the before and after shots of a lot of these fights were outrageous. I saw some on, like, just scrolling through Instagram, but... Yeah, I don't. I didn't pay that much attention to it. <laughs> so, um, so I'll just go. There were five fights, and there were no fans um, in the arena. I don't know where they were, um, but there were no fans. Um, so, and I think for UFC, that's probably. I'd say UFC and golf are probably one of like two of the sports that are probably most ready to have no fans because I feel like um, while UFC you do feed off the crowd, I feel like I mean you could definitely play around in golf with no fans um like ben am i am i wrong i mean i already do that that? so yeah you can totally yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, so i feel like golf and ufc are pretty equipped um to deal with having no fans i think football is going to be weird if that happens because just because of the sheer volume of people that are normally at football games and basketball as well um Baseball games, I feel like some teams are probably more used to it than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what's a team that doesn't have a lot of uh, – The A's. Like, has a lot of low – there you go, the A's. So, the A's will probably uh, be just fine. <laughs> um, 
So the UFC, there were five fights. Um, some of these guys' names I don't know, and I'm not going to um, even take an attempt at pronouncing. So you just have to imagine a person in your head. Um, first fight uh, was Greg Hardy. He uh, he won. He beat uh, Jorgen DeCastro. Don't know either one of those guys. Uh, that ended in the third round by, by decision. Um, wait, wait. Greg, Greg Hardy, the football player? No. <laughs> No, no, but that's immediately where my head went when I first saw that. <laughs> didn't he? Did I thought he was gonna do a UFC um, run? I, I mean, I don't because he's used to beating up his girlfriend anyway. So I mean, I guess it's it, a pretty smooth transition. I guess it could be him. As I'm looking at him right now, I didn't see his face, but looking at him now, I, I could it could be him. You can do a little side research on that while I'm uh, reading it off, okay. if you want. Um, so the next fight. <clears throat> ended whoa whoa okay here we go sorry all right so the next fight ended in the uh, second round TKO uh, Calvin Qatar looks like his name uh, beat Jeremy Stephens in the second round um, and then this fight which got the performance of the night from uh, the UFC uh, Francis I don't know how to say his last name and I don't even know how to pronounce the other dude's name um, it was a first round knockout twenty seconds um, did either of you guys see, see this uh, the twenty second knockout. No. <laughs> no. So that is no. Well, anyway, these two dudes, I swear, are some of the biggest UFC fighters I've ever seen. They were huge. And um, the, the knockout punch that uh, Francis landed was one of the hardest punches I've seen in UFC, in, like, ever. Um, absolutely dropped uh, his opponent. It was, it was a really quick fight. Um. So the second to last fight ended in the second round by, by TKO. Uh, Henry, don't know how to say his last name, beat uh, Dominic Cruz. And then the last fight, the fight of the uh, the fight of the night, uh, fifth round TKO. Tony Ferguson uh, loses the lightweight uh, title fight to Justin. I don't know how to say his last name. Gay Gaither, it almost looks like. Um, and uh, Tony Ferguson, I saw highlights from uh, that fight. Absolutely eight. Um, a ton of punches. He got absolutely throttled um, in that fight, and he didn't even shake the other dude's hand um, at the end. Uh, he went over to Justin went over to like give Tony like a show of sportsmanship at the end, and Tony just completely. I feel like that's got to be hard though. Like if you get your ass kicked, like like actually get your ass kicked, like that's got to be hard to like. I don't know. I've always thought about that with UFC and like boxing. Like they just go over and hug after they beat the crap out of each other for like 30 minutes. And I'm just like, I don't know if, if like one of you guys just like beat me up for 30 minutes. I, I'd have a hard time just going over and being like, oh, that was fun. Let's do it again in a month. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know. That's just my. <clears throat> the, the before and after shots of Tony Ferguson are absolutely brutal. He's got a ton of cuts around his face. He, he took some big shots. Um, and give him credit. He lasted until, uh, until fifth round, but he, he got, he got crushed. Um, so UFC is back. It'll be nice to, uh, to have at least some form of sports, uh, back and hopefully we're going to be moving towards, uh, having sports, you know, <clears throat> everywhere, um, become, uh, become just back to, back to being normal, uh, minus the fans. <laughs> Um, and speaking of normal, the NFL has released uh, their 2020 schedule. And 
we have it right here. We're going to go through it. We're going to see what ESPN has predicted uh, each record for each NFL team. And then we'll probably do a little bit of a deeper dive into the 49ers and the Raiders just to uh, talk about their schedule. So uh, we'll start this off. There are obviously, for those of you who don't know, there are 32 teams in the NFL. So there are 32 schedules that got released. Uh, ESPN put out predicted records for each team. I have them all right here. Guys, let's go through it. Uh, and give me your thoughts uh, on what you think, uh, if you think the record is more correct. The first one on the list, we'll start with the NFC East, is the Dallas Cowboys. They have the Dallas Cowboys as well as the Philadelphia Eagles both going 10-6 and six, and the New York Giants and Washington Redskins both going 6-10. and 10. Does that sound about right to either one of you? Uh, for division-wise, to me it does. Because Philadelphia has got an established quarterback and Cowboys have their established quarterback and the Giants and the Redskins don't. So to me, that's a pretty basic, you know, way to look at it. But I mean, I don't see how the Giants and or the Redskins make a push to beat the Eagles or the Cowboys in that division. Mm -hmm. Sam? Um, I'm a little surprised that Philly wasn't given an edge in um, in that division, uh, and I'm a little surprised by Washington getting six wins. I, I'm yeah. wondering where those come from. So full schedule right here. Um, oh gosh. So I of Washington. Yeah. So I got you of Washington. Okay. Um, so I'm looking. I'm looking right now uh, at their schedule, and they obviously uh, play their division, but the teams outside of their division, uh, they are at Arizona. At Cleveland, they play Baltimore, play the Rams. Um, then they have three straight games against their division. They play Detroit at Detroit. They're home against Cincy. Pittsburgh, they're at Pittsburgh. They're at San Francisco. Then they have Seattle and Carolina, and then they finish with Philly. Now they're going to get beat up on this thing. I think so, too. I, th- I would imagine that maybe they're giving them wins against – um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I, I'm really not sure. I don't think because at least with the the rankings that we did last week, I don't think I know that we didn't have Washington over any of the teams that they're playing minus Cincinnati. Do they get more than three wins than they had last year? <clears throat> um, so they did. They did have how many they wins three, did they have? They last were three year? and thirteen. They had. Three and thirteen. So I'm trying to think of who they would beat. I mean, I think they could beat Cincinnati. They probably beat um, the Giants once. Yeah, with how the Giants yeah. have been over the past couple of years, yeah, um, wouldn't be surprising. And then maybe they steal one against Cleveland or Arizona. But with Arizona bolstering their offense, and they got Isaiah Simmons, um, I would imagine, and they're in Arizona as well. I don't think they're going to get that game, and I don't think they're going to get the, get the one in Cleveland either. I don't know where they're giving them these six wins from, truthfully. Take the under, baby. <laughs> Take the under, yeah. <laughs> Take the under for sure. Um, so the NFC North, the NFC North, uh, they have the Green Bay Packers at 11-5, and five, Minnesota Vikings at 10-6, and six, the Detroit Lions at 8-8, eight and eight, and the Chicago Bears at 7-9. and nine. Sam, we'll start with you. Does that Ooh. sound about right? I would I would probably think that uh, Detroit would be under Chicago. Under Chicago. Because Chicago's re- returning the same roster. It seems like in Detroit got worse. Now, 
Detroit is on the road for four of the first six games, and they have an early bye to break out the road. Oh, they got that. They got that Rangers schedule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, none of Chicago's four opening opponents uh, made the playoffs last year. They opened with the Lions, Giants, Falcons, and Colts. But I think the Colts are not going to be the same team this year. I don't think the Falcons are going to be the same team this year as well. Um, but I get what you're saying. Um, uh, ben, what I'm do you think? interested to see what the Packers do, especially after the draft, uh, after they trade up. I forget the name of the uh, senior from Utah State, the quarterback that they drafted. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. the uh, late um, – was it late in the first round that they drafted him or was it early – it was late in the first? Yeah, yeah. I don't – they have him going eleven and five. I'm guessing yeah. that's with Rodgers and a happy Rodgers. Um, so I don't know. I think it depends on where the Packers are going um, this off season after the draft, leading into the season uh, with their quarterback, um, with their quarterbacks. But I think if Rodgers isn't happy and they end up doing something with that, then I think the division really opens up for the Vikings. Right. I've got a stat for you guys right here. For the, for the first six games, the Packers as well are on the road. One of those is against Tom Brady, and the other one is mm-hmm. against Drew Brees. And for the first time in franchise history, the Packers will open a season uh, at the Vikings and the first season opening meeting between the two teams uh, since a Monday night football opener in Lambeau in 2008. And then here's one on the Vikings as well. <clears throat> um, they uh, host the Packers, um, obviously, for the season opener for the first time uh, in, teams, in the team's 60-year history. It also features one of the toughest road schedules in the NFL with three primetime games away um, from the U.S. Bank Stadium, which is where they play. So the Vikings do have a pretty tough schedule ahead of them, but they're a good team as well. So uh, I think I agree mostly with these rankings. I think I kind of agree with Sam with, uh, with Chicago might. Might be a little higher than Detroit, but that's just our opinion. So, uh, NFC South, they have <clears throat> the New Orleans Saints at twelve and four, Bucks at eleven and five, Falcons at nine and seven, and the Panthers Ooh. at six and ten. I don't want to be in this division. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, from just you know glancing at it, it looks you know how I would have done it. Um, I don't know. I'm just. Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is going to take a while to get used to. Um, and I don't know. I feel like the Falcons might be better than just nine and seven. I get, I mean, I know they had an off year last year, but I just, I don't see them being, I think they're a double digit win team. And I think that we might have, you know, three teams from one division in the playoffs possibly. So we'll see. Maybe. Sam. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. I mean, I think uh, – I don't know if we can get on the hype of Tampa Bay getting 11 wins this year. Thank I think you. that's a pretty big jump. Uh, so when you read that, I was pretty surprised that that was the figure, um, especially because they got Atlanta and New Orleans in that division. They also have the Chiefs um, this year. They play the AFC West. And they play <clears throat> Green Bay as well. So um, – it's not going to be. It's not going to be easy for them. Uh, New Orleans is going to be New Orleans. Uh, I, you just never know with Atlanta what they're going to do. They could go out and beat any team, but they could also lose to Washington, mm-hmm. for all we know. And it's, it's just baffling. Yeah. The um, so notable opponents for the uh, Buccaneers this year 
obviously include the Saints twice. <clears throat> Excuse me. They play the Packers as well. They play the Rams, Chiefs, Vikings, um, and then they play Atlanta as well. Um, they're, maybe their easier games um, are Detroit. Uh, they obviously play Carolina. Uh, they do play the Raiders, and I'm not going to say that the Raiders are super teams. So they play the Raiders. They play the Bears. Um, the Chargers and the Broncos as well, um, but they, yeah, they've got a they've got a pretty tough schedule as well. I mean, when you go from the Rams, the Chiefs, the Vikings, and then the Falcons. Now, granted, three of those games are at home, but those are still uh, tough games. And I agree with what you said about uh, Atlanta. I feel like Atlanta is one of those teams where they could either go like three and thirteen or thirteen and three. So um, NFC West. So they have. The San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks both going 11 and 5. The Arizona Cardinals. What? The Arizona Cardinals. Oh, the Arizona oh. Cardinals going 9 and 7. The Rams going 8 and 8. So, Sam, we'll start with you since that obviously didn't sit well with you. Are we joking? I was literally going to. I was expecting to hear like a 13 and 3. Nope. They only have four teams this year with 12 wins, I believe. That's a joke. Well,. Whatever. Well, look at their schedule. I mean, so if if we're saying if they had a hard schedule last I know. year, so they're saying if they're saying that they're going to lose five times, I'm imagining they're saying they're going to lose at least once to Seattle. They play against Buffalo. I don't know if they're going to. I don't think Buffalo's going to beat them. They have Buffalo winning twelve. Sorry, they play the wow, Saints. Okay, never mind. Continue. <laughs> yeah, uh, they play New Orleans. <laughs> so this is. This is a rough stretch right here for the Packers. I mean, for the Packers, for the Niners. So they go, and it, it's funny because you look at New England and it's not anymore. Um, so they're at Seattle. they home against Green Bay. Then they go to New Orleans, which I'm not surprised that they scheduled the Saints again. Wait, wait, wait. They go to New Orleans? Mm-hmm. Back-to-back years, they go to New Orleans? 20, 2020 schedule, yeah. Um <clears throat> Wow, thanks, thanks NFL schedule. Two, two New Orleans, they have a bye week, but then they go to Los Angeles, and then they're uh, home against Buffalo. So they have they have Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Rams, Buffalo in five games in a row. Uh, that's, not, that's not awful. It's not awful, but it's not ideal. They could get out of that four and, four and one. I can see them doing. I can that, see them doing that, that. stretch. Uh, but they also could go two and three. <laughs> Well, I don't, I feel like they because I think we're pretty sure that the Niners have figured out what Green Bay is doing after the two times they just absolutely shut them down. That is a year. Thursday night game, by the way. I think it's pretty safe to say that they know what Green Bay is doing, what Seattle is going to be doing, but Seattle plays them really tough, so yeah, that might be it. You know, uh, New Orleans that's a tough game <laughs> early in the year. Um, Buffalo, I I do not think Buffalo. Has the firepower to stand up with with San Fran and um, L.A. Um, Hit or miss? Yeah, I don't. I don't think L.A. would is definitely better than San Fran. So I feel like they could get through that just losing to either the Saints or Seahawks, and they could still be in top of the division mm-hmm. at that point. Um, does the game at Dallas worry you at all? Week fifteen. No. We don't even know if that, Andy Dalton might be the quarterback of Dallas at that point. <laughs> what about the uh, Week Four game uh, against Philly? Um, that is also a primetime game. If uh, if Bosa's 
in Carson Wentz's face mask the whole game. I guess I guess it's pretty safe. The the Niners, by the way, I'm looking. They have five prime time games this year. How many did the Niners have? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. The Niners have five. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no, no, God, no. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? yeah, no, their, their primetime games are against Philly, the Rams, Green Bay, Buffalo, and Dallas. Buffalo is a primetime. I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised that the Sunday night game against Dallas is a primetime game and not the week 17 game against Seattle. That's gotta be a primetime game. Yeah. Yeah. You think that would be the primetime game? I would imagine they'll, if yeah, it's they'll close, they'll probably one. bump they it. To. Um, so, yeah, so they have the 49ers going 11-5. and five in, What disrespect And also that? the Seahawks as well. Did the Seahawks get better? Mm, I'm not sure. <laughs> They're just I'm the same. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Jimmy so G's this was, quarterback of this was their so. one sen- – this was their two-sentence little um, – read on the 49ers schedule the 49ers have no shortage of entertaining matchups the stretch from august 18th to november 18th looks potentially daunting with games against the rams patriots seahawks packers and saints in consecutive weeks and three of those are on the road so that was their little tidbit about the 49ers so there you go what what what's that from what what is this That's from ESPN. Okay, I'm going to send them a read. Oh, it, it, you can Real read quick. the analysis from Nick Wagner. Okay, Nick. <laughs> You're going to get an at right now. <laughs> All right, so here we go. So two of the um, – uh, oh, never mind. Um, so AFC East, Buffalo Bills 12-4, and four, uh, New England Patriots 9-7, and seven, and Miami and New York both – Seven and nine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't understand I don't get the Miami thing division, but I'm I'm guessing the twelve and four from the Bills comes from their schedule, having now pl- get a play in a pretty easy um, AFC East. But you would imagine they're going to sweep they, their they, division, yeah, right? I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't. Maybe they lose one in in Foxborough, but. I don't know because the Patriots, the Patriots are interesting in the sense that you don't know if they're actually going to try to play or if they're going to like tank. They're going to bring in Cam Newton at the last second, or I mean, you never know. And how Bill Belichick would that be if they just signed Cam Newton like right before Week One and just threw him in there? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, would that really surprise anybody? I mean, I'm I'm surprised that. In New England's records nine and seven, but at the same time, like I don't know, I can still see them winning the division somehow. So I'm looking at the Rams' schedule right now, and at least from my perspective, I they don't have a ton of ridiculously tough games. They play the Rams, they play Tennessee and Kansas City, they play Seattle and San Francisco, and that's really it. Unless you want to throw Pittsburgh in there. Um, and who knows about New England, but they don't have like a super daunting schedule like the like the Forty Niners one that we just read. But twelve wins does seem like a bit of a stretch. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, they had ten last yeah. year, right? And they had an easy schedule last year. Stop. 
And then Miami also with seven wins. That I think that's, that's almost more surprising to me than than Buffalo getting twelve. Where are their wins coming from? Because they're, I mean, no. So I would imagine. I mean, this is just me. I'm guessing they're saying that they're going to beat beat the Jets. Maybe I don't. Um, so they play Jacksonville. Um, they obviously play their entire division. They play the AFC West, so they play Denver, um, the Chiefs, Los Angeles, and Las Vegas. God, that's weird to say. Um, yeah. They play Cincinnati. They play Arizona. So, but they're at Arizona. Oh, that's weird. They play the Jets on back-to-back weeks. They have a buy in between. That's odd. Um, but seven wins. Seven wins for a team yeah, that doesn't say, know do what two is going to do. You know? Playing week one. So, I'm not sure. Um, I I feel like the Bills is less of a, a, a gamble just because they were good last year, and now you're taking a Miami team with a brand new rookie quarterback, and you're saying they're going to be seven and nine. I I don't know. Um, okay, so the AFC North, which is home to one of the other twelve win teams, apparently the Baltimore Ravens, twelve and four, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, they both have going nine and seven, and Cincinnati at five and eleven. Sam, um, I don't have a lot of problem with that. I feel like um, Baltimore can do one win better than twelve and four. Mm-hmm. Um, not looking at their schedule, but um, I, I like Cleveland and Pittsburgh being in that nine and seven yeah. range. I, I think so far this is the division that seems yeah, the least the most normal. I don't think ben. the Bengals are winning five games, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would agree with the Browns and the Steelers nine and seven. I mean, I'm interested to see how Ben Roethlisberger returns. Um, see what that if that changes anything with the Steelers. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's the Ravens division. Absolutely, and this is Big Ben's first year playing like completely yeah, without a. Been a right? while, yeah. Am I not mistaken? Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, all right, AFC South. They have Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts both going ten and six. The Houston Texans going nine and seven, and Jacksonville going four and twelve. I think this is the most. I think this is the boringest, the uh, most boring division in football. <laughs> like I don't know, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Texans. That's just my opinion. I don't know about the records. Just a bunch of like mediocre a teams. Bunch of, yeah. Yeah. A <laughs> like, bunch of B list <laughs> franchises. <laughs> Sam, what do you think? It's it's like Roger it's like the NFL when they first uh, made those expansion teams between Jacksonville and Houston. They're like yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let's just all put them in together with Tennessee and like all exactly. the all the misfit toys all in one place. What do you think, Sam? Um, do they they had uh, the Colts. They they have the Colts and Tennessee both at ten and six. I'm fine with that. Six um, of six of the Colts' first seven games are against teams that missed the playoffs last you season. You got Philip Rivers as the quarterback um, of the Colts too. Da, da, That's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the Texans. 
will play seven games against teams that made the playoff in 2019. Baltimore, Green Bay, Kansas City, New England, Minnesota, and Tennessee. And Tennessee twice. That's rough. Wait, what? Yeah, I'll... Wait, is that Houston? Yeah, Houston's going to play seven games. I feel like I'm hearing the wrong thing because I, I thought you just said Tennessee's playing seven playoff teams, and then you said Tennessee twice. So then I was really confused. No, the Texans. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't think the, te- the Titans are going to repeat what they did last year. Yeah, is that fair um, to say? I mean – I think they'll have a better regular season. I don't think they'll have the playoffs they had, but yeah, I don't think they'll do what they did last year. Sam, uh, I I agree with that sentiment. It's just it it falls so much on Ryan. Tannen Absolutely, right there's going to be week after week. Everyone's going to be saying stop Derrick Henry because that's the only thing you could do at that point is hope to contain him and. Um, if you're just going to be forcing Ryan Tannehill to beat you week after week, and who knows if that's going to work for, sure. for 10 games. For sure. And then the last division, which is the AFC West, they have the Kansas City Chiefs at 12-4, and four, the Chargers at 10-6. and six. They have the wow. Broncos at 9-7 and, and the Raiders at 7-9. and nine. Yo, how does that feel? That hurts. That really hurts. That really hurts, especially because when you look at the Raiders from last season, they got better, at least on paper. Um, they filled they filled the holes that they needed to fill. And to say that the Chargers are going to go 10-6 and six with a rookie quarterback is a gut shot. And then to say that the Broncos are going to be better than the Raiders, I don't understand at all. I don't get that. Like really, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm just—I it doesn't have it as last, last, really. Man, first year in in Vegas, you guys are gonna be in that the cellar. That sucks. There's no way. Um, now, granted, they might—they might ship you guys back yeah, to Oakland. I know, at seriously. That point. <laughs> granted, they have a tough schedule. They play—they are on the road immediately at Carolina. Then they're home against the Sens against the Saints. Then they go to Foxborough and they play New England. Then they have Buffalo. Then they're on the road against the Chiefs. And then they have a bye. And then after their bye, they come back and play Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Um, and then the back half of their schedule is lighter than that front half. But the front half against Carolina, the Saints, New England, Buffalo, Kansas City, and Tampa Bay. I could legitimately see them losing all the games. <laughs> Potentially, <laughs> potentially. Um, I, I think they could squeak the one out against Carolina, because I believe they're better than Carolina. I think they can beat the Patriots now, but I don't think they're going to beat the Saints. I don't think they're going to beat Buffalo. I mean, they could. Their offense is better than Buffalo's, I believe. But Buffalo's defense is really good. They probably they're they're up in Kansas City, and they do not play well in Kansas City ever. And then they have Tom Brady, which I guess, I mean, they could, but if the Bucks are anything that, I mean, if they're even a semblance of, of what people are predicting them to be, then that'll be tough. Um, and then they play Cleveland, the Chargers, the Broncos, they have the Saints, I mean, they have the Chiefs again, 
Then they're on the road in Atlanta and New York. They beat the Colts last year. They're gonna. Have, they know Philip Rivers. And then three of their last four games are at are at home. Um, but yeah, it's a rough schedule. Their schedule is always bad. The AFC West always has tough schedules for whatever reason. But what do you guys think about those uh, records? <laughs> they're all wrong. They're all wrong. <laughs> Green. That's what I like. Keep the Chiefs Fred? record. I don't see how Green. the Chargers are winning ten games, but. I'm not the expert, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Jay Herb, baby. The next Alex. Smith. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> the next Alex. Whoa. Uh, no. Oh, no. I would not. You meant that John Elway, right? Elway. That's what you meant. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Well, there you have it. The uh, 2020 NFL schedule and record predictions and uh, whack-ass analysis for all 32 teams. Um, <clears throat> Can we get to the good stuff Get now? to the good stuff now? What's the good stuff now? The last dance? On May 17th, we have the tailor-made yep. driving relief skins match between Royal McElroy and Justin Don- Johnson versus Ricky Fowler and Matthew Wolf. Ben Wilker, um, give me some I golf analysis. Who are you taking Taking this whatever match? team. I think it's uh, Rory and Dustin Johnson, right? Honestly, I think Ricky Fowler is the most yeah, overrated the golfer favorite. in the history of golf. He just wore an, he's won three tournaments and wears orange <laughs> pants, Ooh. and everyone loves him. Like, he, he showed up to a golf tournament in an orange <laughs> jumpsuit, and he's like the poster child of golf, um, but can't seem to win any important tournaments. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I think it, I think wow. it's, uh, it's good to get golf back on the TV. I think obviously these are all tailor-made guys. I'm, I think, uh, Rory's always great when it comes to him and, you know, golf. Um, he's always very open about like his personal life and like just his golf game. So he'll be fun to listen to on the course and like how he plays the course. Um, I think Dustin Johnson's very boring. He's not the most talkative guy in the world, so he's not going to say a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ricky Fowler, I, again, like you just heard me say, he's the most overrated golfer of all time, so I wouldn't be surprised if he plays horrible golf. And Matthew Wolf, I'm kind of interested to see because he, I've heard, is hysterical oh, and like one of the you know favorite rookies on the tour right now, so it'll be interesting to see if this is like his little coming out um, party in a sense, but I'm excited for it. I think it will be fun. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm more excited for the Tiger, Phil, Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean. Yo, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll okay. get to that. We'll okay, get to I'll, that. I'll, I'll finish. I, but, um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But go yeah, ahead, I, think ahead. It, I think it's, it's going to be <laughs> um, entertaining for the first five or six holes. And then after a while, it get pretty dull. Um, so I'm, I'm more interested to just see how Rory plays and what he says more than anything. So. So they're playing a skin. Uh, so format. I think it's a kind that? of almost like a, it's, it's like a modified skins. I don't even know if it's like they're playing money per hole. So like if they win, so like if one of the team wins a hole, so like they're going to do best ball. So they'll take the best score from each others, uh, like from the two of them. Um, and if they win the hole, they'll get like a certain amount of money. And that's a skin, so you've won that skin. So, like, let's say the first hole is $15,000. Rory wins that with Dustin Johnson. They have one skinner up, $15,000. But then if they uh, go to hole two and they tie it, they push it, 
and no skin is one, and then the jackpot doubles to $30,000 on the uh, third hole. So I think that's how they're doing it. It's uh, obviously to raise money uh, to for the fight against the coronavirus, but um, I think that's how they're going to be doing it. I haven't that's what i read a little while ago i need to look again if i'm correct but i think that's what they're going to be doing so okay uh yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and um i think the interesting thing too is uh when we talk about matthew wolf he's probably easily the most like the least well-known player on this on this in this foursome but he is must see TV from his like swing totally. to like like you were saying the dude's got energy he's fiery he's a young guy he's gonna be competitive I really hope there's some jarring back and forth I don't think no Dustin's gonna be talking at all um, but I really hope Ricky and and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Matthew just really take up that underdog uh, like mentality and just go at Rory and Dustin and force them to like play right. well. Because I really want to, it would be really oh, cool totally. to see Rory. Totally. And to go back to Wolf, like, I think they did the right thing by course. having him be the young guy. Because um, he's got the most unique swing. He's the one that, if, you know, if you're a fan of golf or even a casual fan of golf, like, you know about him because you've seen his swing. And he's had a great college career. So everyone knew who mm-hmm. he was. And this is kind of, yeah. like I said, like, his chance to, like, really, like, cement himself with being, like, the next, like, star, young star of golf. And I think they... They got that right, and I don't know. Pairing him with Ricky was the great greatest decision of all time. But I think Ricky can, you know, have some fun with with the uh, with the mic and hopefully talk a little smack uh, to Rory and try to get in his head a little bit. But I think it'll be fun. It'll be good. So that's live. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be nice to have something on TV. Mm-hmm. And that, yep. again, that's Sunday, May seventeenth. Coming up. Oh yeah, now, that's just know, the appetizer. After that, that was just the, the big dog matchup. It's the match version two. <laughs> we have Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson in a rematch, but they're pairing with two of the greatest to ever lace it yeah, up on the football I think, field in Peyton yeah. Manning and Tom Brady. With Tiger and Peyton on one team, uh, I have and to go Tom with Tiger. And I just have on to. The other. Who you got? You just have to go with Tiger. Um, I think I don't know if you guys watched the match last year between him and Phil, uh, where they had that like one v one. Um, but one of the big complaints about it was that there was not there was so much like dead mm-hmm. air in the sense that Phil Mc, Phil Mickelson and uh, Tiger weren't talking um, to each other that much, or there wasn't that much smack talk. But I think adding Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, and they're probably two of the best. Uh, smack talkers in the game of football. Peyton Manning's hysterical. I think that's going to solve that problem. Um, and they're both pretty good golfers. I think I read Peyton Manning's like a 6.4 handicap, and I think Tom Brady's like a 9. So it'll be pretty good golf that they'll be playing. Um, but yeah, I have to take Tiger and Peyton. Those two are going to... It's really weird how they how they set up the teams because again they they give like a a group yeah. that's clear head and shoulders better than the other one in Woods and Manning because mm-hmm. Peyton's playing from this website it says he's a 3.5 handicap and Tom's an 8 and then you give him with Woods who's 
obviously the Masters, uh, who's uh, defending his Masters from last year, and he's mm-hmm. uh, 16th yep. in the world compared to Mickelson's 200th in the I think, world. I think they so did it's just it really weird uh, how just they did to get the two goats off of the um, same team, if that makes sense. I think it would be kind of funny to have a Tom Brady and Tiger Woods paired together against Phil Mickelson and a uh, Peyton Manning. Cause I mean, you could arguably say Phil, Phil, Phil Mickelson could be the best golfer of all time. If there was no Tiger Woods. And you could say that about Peyton Manning too. They could have been the best quarterback of all time if there was no Tom Brady. So I don't know. I think that's kind of their reasoning. I don't think it had to do with scores, but I mean, either way it's going to be interesting and it's going to be fun. And the, yes. the big thing about this match oh, is yes. That's... The, the back nine is going to be alternate shot. So we're going to be seeing Peyton and Tom well, hitting And big I think it's awesome, too, because I've talked team. about this be really back in school on the golf team. Like, what if you did a pure alternate shot with, like, Tiger Woods? How low could you go? Because, like, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady are going to slice some so far right. Like, you know, like, how, how good our Tiger Woods and Phil to like keep yeah. the scores low. Like that's what I'm like, like it's going to be like watching me playing golf with Tiger Woods in a sense, which is kind of cool. <laughs> so. Uh, who do you, who I do think, you think Phil's more just the recovery that, guy. Tiger like he hits some of the recovery. most like insane shots that people just don't understand. So I think Phil Mickelson's probably more comfortable. Um, Cause Tiger's just more of a technical, like, beast in that sense like he'll just murder it down the middle and then hit an iron to like 10 feet but phil mickelson's like oh i have like a, a 30 yard chip let's see how high i can hit it in the air for fun so <laughs> so like i think phil's kind of more adapt <laughs> to um sit uh like miraculous like hero shots so it's something that i think is really weird they they're yeah. hosting this at Tiger Woods' home course. Oh, yeah. Which is just another Huge advantage. advantage for Team Woods, man. Yeah. I think it's Phil so was like, I'll go they, anywhere. I just want to go ahead and this. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm excited for that one for sure. Yeah. And that's going to be on Sunday, May 24th. Slowly, slowly. So we're getting some sports this month, which is nice. We got yeah. <laughs> well, that was that was fun. I enjoyed listening. <laughs> I, I I enjoyed listening. I enjoyed listening. Do you uh, think? That... Oh oh no. Go ahead. Shoot shoot. Ben Ben, real quick. So just because we were talking about like dream, oh, my dream foursome. Well, I I've, I've got to put wait. Sorry. One golfer. Doesn't... Okay, obviously Tiger Woods. And you it's only get one golfer. I was going to ask, Tiger does it have to be golfers? Yeah. Um, I put MJ there too because he's such an avid golfer. And just like, I I mean, it's MJ. Like, he's just, yeah. Yeah. I think you and him oh, would have my, some, would oh, exchange some words. A lot of words. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, oh, God. It would be my fourth. <laughs> hmm. I'll go with. Uh, I'm going to throw a curveball in here, and I'm going to say uh, Madison Bumgarner. I, 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 yeah, I want to just – I just want to see Madison out of the <laughs> yeah, talking about baseball a little bit because he's such a character out there. Like, 
I don't know. I think that'd be kind of fun. Him or Posey, I'd choose either one of them, but but I think that'd be my dream for him right there. <laughs> if Madlum mm. like got a hold of one oh, yeah. on the center of the club face. That thing would go. That's what I'd be saying. A long drive. I, like, I just want to. And that like, they're all super competitive. Just, so just imagine Baumgartner, Tiger Woods, and like Michael Jordan all just playing a competitive game of golf. Like all the shit that would be going down would be amazing. Oh, totally, huge. I just want to see some daddy hacks. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, do you got anything on the phone? Um, if we're going to stick with, like, the athlete athletes, theme, um, then... What well, does that have to be athlete? I feel like... So, one golfer, I feel like if you don't pick Tiger Woods, then... I mean, unless you have a personal favorite golfer that you would rather golf with, but if you totally. don't, then I feel like golfing with Tiger Woods would be, like, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Um, so, Tiger... Um, I've always said that the one celebrity that I've always wanted to hang out <laughs> with was Bear Grylls, but I don't think he would be a golfer. <laughs> so, but I tell you what, I probably cool. throw, I'd probably probably throw Drew Brees in there. I would love to, I would love to golf with Drew. Drew's been my favorite athlete for a long time. And then, uh, since Ben threw a curveball, I would say so. I'm not going to go away from my one celebrity that I would want to hang out with is Bear. But in terms of golf. The guy who I think might have picked up a golf club and I think mm. would have a better chance maybe is probably like Matt Damon. I'd love to talk to him. Um, so that, that, would, that would be fun. I, like, I liked the MJ pick, though. That was, that was good. Um, you know what the, the good oh, thing about MJ is? He's going to bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's going to bet yeah, some big exactly. numbers. So we've learned. Ben, you just got oh, to totally. get him on the right hole and you're, you're getting your yeah. kids' yeah, tuition on that hole. That's it. Sam, what about you? Um, I mean, it's got to be Tiger. <laughs> um, it sucked to golf in front of Tiger because, like, he just he'd be so the marshal. The marshal. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, "Dude, come on!" I'm not driving you over there. You're walking. Uh, um, I do. So Jimmy G. There you go. And I put Tom Brady in the same group. So they can just talk shit back and forth about uh, how Jimmy G was going to take over Tom Brady's so spot. <laughs> um, and well, that uh, was four right there. <laughs> yeah. Sam's That's like, good. I'll carry all the. Bags. Well, I don't have to play. Yeah, I don't have to play. It's fine. Uh, I think, oh, I think that's a good one. Yeah, um, that's I think a good Kevin one. Hart would be a good like blue guy. To make it oh fun no i got one too everyone. i got one yeah. too oh no no oh, oh oh i got it so <laughs> no no so instead of tom brady so Jimmy i'm, I'm changing my bum dwayne johnson's definitely got to be in the group okay, with so kevin hart I'm, I'm i thought my, about uh, the foursome to tiger mj and barkley that's my foursome charles barkley that <laughs> would be amazing charles <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he's supposed to be. Um, oh, that's he good. Might be like uh, on-site reporter. Oh God! 
which would be so <laughs> hilarious. That's gonna Perfect. be great. They might Perfect. have him like Love do that. swing analysis and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be fantastic. Would Ben? Would Tiger Woods be your like athlete that you would want to hang? If you had like a, a free selection I mean, to hang out with it'd one be athlete between him and probably LeBron. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I. No, no, no. I'm oh, just. I didn't no. see that coming. <laughs> no, just in general. Did he? Does he golf? <laughs> Dude, his grips would probably be. Yo, his club baseball would probably bat. be like. <laughs> <laughs> but um. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I think those two would probably be. Um, the one or yeah, either one would be like amazing. Obviously, to just hang out with and like talk to just about life and like how they got to where they are. So. Yeah. Sam? Uh, could be a lot of dead air right here. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. You, you don't know. I, I feel like if you get any like professional star athlete and you get to like walk around, well, we're living in our dream life, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah, we're living in the really dream cool. life. <laughs> Um, I I feel like Peyton may be really cool because he's super funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Stephen yeah. Curry, so I could hit him with like a golf oh, ball. Oh yeah, you know, I'm just actually yeah. slice yeah. one a little bit. I thought that's what you were gonna say first. <laughs> Maybe hit him in the calf. No, but I don't think this is just golf. I no. think this is just like I don't think by just just golf. spend a day. You you get to spend you a day with him, just hanging out, being pals. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd probably do Ben McElroy. <laughs> what about Tony Robbins? Ben McElroy. All right, good point. Good point. Uh, does he count as an athlete anymore? Do you have to like be participating? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Him and Nick Stauskas. He might be like a work together. True. You don't know his occupation. <laughs> oh. Nick Scouts, he can throw. Oh, sauce, he can throw what was his nickname? Sauce. <laughs> That's the greatest thing sauce he's known Castillo. for. Is sauce Castillo. <laughs> sauce Castillo. Oh, my gosh. Bro, I, I had it for like Didn't they actually make like a real... And my mom finally like, got sauce? rid of it. <laughs> I never opened it. It was just chilling in my room. <laughs> it, it was. I'm sure if I opened it, it smelled like... Death, but <laughs> yeah, Sauce Castillo. Good lord, um, you know, Sauce Castillo was not featured, um, in uh, in the last beautiful. dance, but the last that dance was is beautiful. On tonight. What did you guys think? Wow, oh, this I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> oh my god we could have ended on like dead roadkill and he would have been like well you know it's not featured it well he was a basketball dance. player we're talking about a fair. basketball documentary that. I feel like it was fair <laughs> um, it wow. may not have been the smoothest awesome. but I mean it got us to where we needed to be um, what did you guys think of the last uh, I, I episode want more. 4, 5, and 6 <laughs> just more I know, but I need more. Like two hours isn't enough. Like you I get into them tonight. It's like eight o'clock. I... Oh, that was it. 
but it's awesome. It's awesome. It, yeah, I, I have enjoyed yeah. that document. I, I knew I was going to, but I've enjoyed it so much more than I thought I was going. I mean, even though I knew it was going to be phenomenal, like it has been. And Ben, you, <laughs> you and I had some words about the last. Oh, uh, I just don't like that bad, that bad boy. I like. Like I well, one thing about this documentary is very cool is that like we obviously didn't get to watch this, so like it's kind of like nice to be able to like have a little bit of a perspective now as to like how these things went down and like the series and all that. Um, but man, that bad boys team, like wow, I they are like behind the Lakers, like my least favorite team ever. <laughs> like I can't look at Detroit the same way now. Like, oh. Uh, and the funny thing is, is that I, on the other hand, I love that team. I had my the documentary, um, that Bad Boys documentary, was one of the funnest sports documentaries I have ever watched, and I fell in love with that team. Um, and it wasn't because, mm-hmm. and I think where Ben and I sort of miscommunicated a little bit was it wasn't necessarily that I was rooting for them to physically go out and like try to end people's careers. Cause now whether they literally were trying to do that or not, I don't know, but they certainly made (laughs) it sound like it in every single interview that that's what they were trying to do. Um, Now they never did. So, and I feel like you could, you easily could if you wanted to, but um, I, the mentality of being the bad guy and being like, um, and having that competitive, fiery, like, like I just don't care attitude and, and how they looked at the game and how they looked at other people. And, and the Jordan rules, I thought, were hilarious. That's, um, like, that's my problem. Like, as soon that's as he comes, as soon as he comes into see, the paint, just that's, hit him. See, like, okay, like, see, this is where we disagree, though. <laughs> oh, that's so like, funny. See, that that's is so funny. Is oh, like, my God. I, I love agree, that. Like, the mentality of, like, we're the underdog. Like, we don't care what anyone thinks about us is dope until you get to the point where they were like, yeah, MJ was going to beat us. So our game plan was once MJ starts, make sure he can't stand up. Like, that's, like, not basketball. That's football. Like, that. But I know, but the thing is, is that like, I mean, the idea, the idea was yeah, to foul. But they weren't like basketball fouls. They were came, just like, oh, you're getting by me. Okay, three guys jump at him and one knee him in the leg, the other elbow him in the neck and the other one karate chop him across the top of the head. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was. It, that was, but that was a part it, of the it game. It was. Yeah. It was. You're looking it's at just, it from ugh. 2020. I, don't, I, I mean, like, on. I don't know how much a part of the game it was it was definitely a much more physical era like of could, basketball but like some of those fouls that they're showing i'm like holy sh-. like you would be like uh suspended from the league without pay for a year <coughs> like, <laughs> that's what i'm yeah that's i think you said it perfectly i think that's that's the the perspective that we're taking into it because you look at some of the fouls that jordan got and yeah they were hard fouls but they were hard. I mean, they were still kind of hard fouls by those standards. standards and too. back then, you know, we're not. They yeah, they were hard, they were hard fouls, but they weren't they weren't at least in the highlights that we saw. Not a lot of them, very few of them, were hard enough to warrant like a flagrant or a technical foul. Um, which means that there were worse standards um, to generate a technical or a flagrant. Um, 
And while the bad boys, you know, they were, they, <laughs> they got after people. Um, there was oh, footage. Yeah, totally. I mean, the footage of the, uh, the Knicks bulls series, they were going after each other as well. So I yeah. think it was, I think the bad boys are probably the most well-documented team of being the team that does that. But I got to believe that there were teams who also had their own set of Jordan rules um, and had a, and also were trying to, to foul people, certain people when soon yeah. they came into the lane. Yeah. But the I think there's like a level of physicality. And then once you got to take that level of physicality and up it to a point where you have to like actually start beating people to beat people is like where it gets a little too far. And I thought that's where the Pistons were going with it. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm telling you, if I were a bull on that roster, I would have been ejected from every single game. Because once they touch Jordan, I'd be swinging at every single person on the Pistons. <laughs> I would have been losing my mind. What? And the thing about it is, and I guess the way that I look at it too, as um, I mean, when I played basketball, I didn't necessarily take, I mean, like more than half of the shots I probably took in my entire lifetime were in the paint and were layups. Um, And I, I got hit plenty of times and I always, I actually enjoyed um, the harder fouls just because I knew that if somebody was going out of their way to actually like, try and hit me while I was up in the air, then I knew in the back of my head that I had gotten in their head. So I would like to think that Jordan, while it pissed yeah, him off oh, a little for bit, sure. is, I agree it was a form that. of flattery just, for him, honestly. Yeah, it just seemed like some of the hard body fouls were more like I'm going actually for the body than like playing the game. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Sam, what have you thought about – what did you think about the last uh, two episodes – so the last two, mm-hmm. um, they were they were a week ago. So they were the dream team ones, greatest basketball and, team ever. Um, um, oh, it was the, the Blazers, right? It was the finals after? Oh, yeah, it was the Blazers. Yeah, it was like ninety two, right or ninety three? I don't know, sure, but was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. The, when he yeah. did the shrug. So those those were those two. Um, I'm really excited for the the upcoming episodes tonight because they're going to go into his first mm-hmm. retirement, and I'm assuming what happened when he was playing baseball, which I guess is, isn't the most talked about part of Jordan's legacy. So it'll be really eye opening to see. Um, I think it would have been really cool to be uh, a part of those scrimmages oh, yeah. of the dream team, like be like Christian Leitner, you know, like you're not really. Um, <laughs> the target of anyone's trash talk, but you're like there to experience <laughs> it all. I think that would have been really cool. Um, I think it'll be interesting yeah. to see how much time they actually devote to Jordan in baseball. You know, because after baseball day, he came back and won three championships, and there's still a lot of time left after that. So I wonder if I wonder how much documented film they're going to have of him playing baseball because it's. I don't think it's going to be. To the well, I mean, I don't think it's going to be to the level that oh, it is for sure. With basketball, I think, right? It'll probably take a yeah. episode. Yeah, I would imagine. I, I could see them starting with it and then doing, like you said, taking the first episode and then after that, moving moving forward after that. Um, 
So yeah, it's been it's been super fun. I know that Ben, you said yeah, you were just watch like, it as soon as it was released. <laughs> like I'm going to watch that thing probably straight. like five or six more times this summer. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, quick little uh, shout out to uh, Little Lewis it's and Clark been College so being good. Uh, so documented good. In, uh, in it as well. It's kind of fun. Yeah, they oh, had yeah. it. They had uh, the gym. They had a practice in Portland before the yeah, finals, it was. and it was at Lewis and Clark. <laughs> it was crazy. So that was kind of funny. Uh, I'm sure you wouldn't have and probably about 99.9% of the people watching it, that. but but for that point one, <laughs> it was damn exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's where I... Uh, have you stepped foot in yeah, that gym? I mean, Mike, it's kind of crazy that well, Michael there you Jordan go. You have been where Michael Jordan behind me to step foot in that gym, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that was crazy. Oh, God. So. And yeah. all the other Dream Team members. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so, yeah, The Last Dance Parts 7 and 8 aired tonight. And tonight, uh, the filming of this episode is May 10th, which also happens to be Mother's Day. So, um, there, there was a better transition for you. Um, the... Uh, the thing about Mother's Day that we were talking about uh, early before we started the show is if we had one, we could share it. So if you guys have like a favorite story that you want to share of your you and your mom or a favorite story of, of I don't know, just any mom, I guess, um, you can go ahead and, and lay it out. We'll close the show with a little thanks to mom. Um, do you want me to go first, Sam? All over the place. Yeah. Um, I don't like for me. Uh, I mean, my mom has always yeah, been my biggest supporter and fan through sports and life in general. Um, I mean, I always, you know, think some of the coolest uh, memories from my youth were, you know, playing baseball and having, you know, hitting a home run and then looking into the stands. My mom's behind home plate, you know, that sort of stuff. And um, I don't know if there's necessarily one memory that stands out uh more than the other, but just all the love and support she showed me through my career, and I would not be in the position I am without her. So she is, as Kevin Durant says, the real MVP. Um, yeah. So today, <laughs> what we uh, what are you doing breakfast on breakfast for her? We had a nice breakfast outside, made some French toast with some bacon and berries, and you know, just. Uh, gave her some cards and we planted some flowers the other day. So, you know, just trying to spoil her and let her relax as she still obviously um, is uh, working, being a school teacher. So she's been super busy at home trying to figure out this whole transition to online and dealing with that. So just trying to give her a nice relaxing day where she doesn't have to do anything. So that's the plan for our day. Nice. Sam? Um, like, like Ben, um, my mom was so, so pivotal in my, like, whole development through sports. Um, she, me and her would drive uh, all the way to the Bay Area for countless tournaments in volleyball. Um, she, she, would, she would be there and she would, uh, when I was, I was playing like, <laughs> middle blocker which is the guy in the middle. Of the <laughs> <and block>. um, <laughs> it's pretty, 
positions of volleyball are pretty self-explanatory. Um, and she would always, when, when the other team was on the other side, she would always yell jump when she thought I was supposed to jump and walk. And she would be like my biggest critic. She was like, well, you weren't getting your hands over very well on that game. That's why you weren't blocking a lot or stuff like that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, but she was always there. I mean, she was there for some of the biggest moments, um, like when me and her drove to Oregon to visit the campus. And it was like, wow, like, that's when I realized, oh, man, like, I'm going to the school, like, this school is perfect type of thing. And she just always wanted the best for me. And that's stayed true to uh, this day. And um, today, me and my brother are going to go over, we're going to drive an hour to her house, which is anything of itself is spoiling her, but we're going to go spoil like the shit out of her. So that's what um, the, um, my mom, my mom and I have, uh, always had a, a pretty, pretty fun relationship. We, we give each other shit all the time and, um, but it's all, it's all in good fun. I remember when I was a kid, a story that she tells all the time, it's very quick, but we were driving and I, I must've been like six or seven. And she goes, she goes, Hey, Jason, uh, stick your head out the window. I was like, why? She's like, just, just do it. So she rolls down the window and I stick my head out the window. Little did I know that we had just passed a skunk on the road. Um, so as soon as I stick my head out the window, I, I immediately start like almost vomiting because I just got a mouthful of skunk air. Um, and she starts laughing and then she, she, uh, she's respond not necessarily responsible, but the giant scar that I have on my leg, she blames herself. Cause when I was a baby, I pulled hmm. a curling iron down and it landed on my leg. So I, I traumatized her then. Uh, she cut my ear one time when she was hair <laughs> giving me a haircut. Uh, um, and then, uh, she, she scared the crap out of me once she rolled my fingers up in a, in a wind, in a, in a, in a window. And uh, I was freaking out. And she, she basically, she lied to me for like half a second uh, and played the joke up. She said we were going to have to cut my fingers off. Um, and, uh, it traumatized me for about 30 seconds. <laughs> um, so my mom and I have always had a, had a fun relationship, but she, I mean, you guys know, you guys oh, play yes. sports for she sure. Arguably the loudest person at, at every single at every single sports oh game, my God. Uh, and rather, <laughs> it wasn't about it wasn't a Roseville basketball game, right? And, and, and it wasn't necessarily even just her cheering for me; like she would cheer for both of the yeah everybody. Um, the very first interception I got eighth grade year, we were playing against Folsom, and uh, Folsom's field was humongous. And I'm on the complete opposite side of the field, and she's in the top row of the bleachers, and the only person I heard was her. Um, just, she's just was super loud. So, um, I agree with you guys. My mom was like crucial, um, with, uh, with everything with me growing up. So for every, uh, for everybody out there who's listening, go give your mom uh, an extra big hug today. Um, do something nice for her and for any mom who is listening uh, to the show. Happy mother's day, uh, from all of us here. Um, we hope you have a, a wonderful day. Uh, and thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 49. Um, <clears throat> episode 50 is going to be next week. Uh, that's going to be a big episode for us, 50 episodes in. Um, it'll probably be just Sam and I. Um, just uh, We'll do it just how we started. Um, and uh, it's going to be good. So thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, have a wonderful have day with your day. family and Thanks. with your moms. And we will see you uh, next week.